Welcome to Baseball Biz. We're not going to start today regular fanfare that Brandon and I do when we launched this show long ago. But Brandon called me the other day, and that's when I heard the news at first about the Rays radio announcer, Dave Wills, who's part of a, a duo. Dave Wills and Andy Freed have been calling the games on radio now for 18 years. This is their 19th year. Hey, good morning, Brandon. How you doing today, man? Uh, I'm not doing too bad. How about you? I'm doing okay. You know, I mean, all things considered, eh? It's been interesting, you know, with uh, being a fan of the race for years. And it's, I, I guess I've been here almost as long in Tampa, as long as uh, Dave and Andy. And he's been part of basically my enjoyment of the race for those 18 years. You know, he's got a, a strong voice, one that's friendly, it's engaging. And he and Andy have always been able to pit, paint a picture of what's going out on the field for me. Yeah, to me, I mean, they're the only radio voices of the Rays that I've known my whole life. And like what you were saying with Dave and Andy, man, they were like the perfect match with each other because – like they balanced each other out perfectly where Andy was, you know, kind of calm or easy going with it. Dave was, he would get really excited over everything. So like that balance that they had is perfect. And to me, they were arguably not just the best radio crew of baseball, but. Yeah. The, you know, one thing I've heard time and time again is how prepared both these gentlemen have been, you know, before any game. And in some instances, they know they know about more about the other team's roster and players than the competition's announcers. And that's that's had to be frustrating for some folks, but it's been a joy for us to have both Dave and Andy together like that for, for some time. And I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's something about when you hear him, you know, that raise win, raise win, raise win. And I won't even I shouldn't even try to do that. We'll play it later on, his voice. Because that really kind of sinks it all in. I mean, he and Andy really played well off of one another. I mean, it was a conversation. It was, it was two friends sitting side by side. When you told me this the other day, I, I tell you, Brandon, it was like a gut punch. It was just like, bam. You know, I, I, luckily I was leaning against the bar, <laughs> a bar in the kitchen. Okay. Not, not against the bar to bar, but, uh, uh, I, I, I felt like my feet were going to give out from underneath me because Dave Wills has been such a part of my life with baseball and enjoying the game. You know, uh, God bless all the good people at Valley Sports and what they do on TV, but I listen to the radio game. I mean, I, there's been times when WDAE is not streaming and I've gone out to the car and drove around to listen to the game. I've done that too, especially, you know, a lot of, a lot of the past few months, I haven't lived in a market where I can watch the TV. So I've been listening to Dave Andy whenever I want to take in a race game, and it's just been them. And like you're saying, they, they were the best at what they did, they, how they were friends. And it felt like you were just like watching a game with them in the stands, like, like if you and I were at the trough sitting next to each other, hanging out, watching the game. That's what it sounded like. There's really, there's really not a good way to express the fullness of the importance to to me, and I think sure many other fans. Is 
it's it, they are the race okay they are they are the voice of the race and they worked so well together you know brandon i don't think i realized sometimes when i was listening to the show i thought wait a minute is, is this andy or is this dave now they have the same voices but one of the things that kind of confused me that these guys you know do together or did together was that they would alternate sometimes who was doing the play-by-play -play and who was doing the color every few innings and, and i was like wait a minute who is this guy but uh you know they, they both know that that the game so well the team so well that that was just part of who they were and i know that danny freed's going to continue to be a, a great announcer with this and I hope he's here for many years to come. I know, but it's it's not going to be the same for us. It's not going to be the same for him or the team and the, and the front office as well. But good gravy, man! You know he he's been an icon. I just uh, to get a little clinical for a moment. I was doing a little homework and the Athletic back in 2020. They did uh, a survey of sorts on on the top radio stations for for MLB. Sadly, the Chicago White Sox were at the very end, followed by the New York Yankees, and then the other 28 teams. But the Tampa Bay Rays were listed as number two, only second to the San Francisco Giants. They gave them a ranking by uh, between one and five on, on several different aspects. Let's see what they had here. They had play-by-play, -play, color, informative, entertaining, and overall, and when you look at what, like I said, what the Rays came up with, the Rays, like I said, only being second to the, the San Francisco Giants. And so I, I don't really think anybody comes in second when you're that close. They virtually all hit fives. Yeah, I mean, it's an organization like the Giants, you know, they're a world class organization. So, I mean, it's not a team that, that you should hang your head in. Coming second to you. No, no. Like I said, I don't want to get too much on the business aspect of this, but if we're baseball biz, we kind of have to at least take a peek at that. A lot of go what goes on with announcers, and and you know they they have their own fraternity. You know they sometimes talk to one another, sometimes not. And TV and radio, sometimes they're they're together, and sometimes they're not. But the one thing I found interesting was uh, something that Keith Oberman had to say on his show Counterpoint the other day. So I want to play a little bit of that right now. There is a great sadness in baseball today. And in one of its major league cities, that sadness will continue for literally decades to come. Odds are probably pretty good. You never heard Dave Wills broadcast a baseball game, and I am sorry about that. He was just terrific at it. Dave Wills began with the Chicago White Sox, and since 2005, he had done the games of the Tampa Bay Rays. And he had one of those gigantic, larger-than-life radio voices that all of them used to have that I had envied since I was a kid. It was strong and broad and yet welcoming and friendly with the happy side effect of imparting any game or any team with that big game flavor. That was from a tweet yesterday from Neil Solons. He was pointing out Keith Oberman's remarks. I spent like 18 minutes into his podcast the other day. Oberman sometimes does a lot on politics, but on this particular part of the show, which is about 18 minutes into it, he's point on about Dave Wills. 
if you get to listen to that particular podcast, what you'll find out is the impact that Dave Wills made on his life. Keith Oberman was going to be doing play-by-play on a baseball game, which he hadn't done for a long time. He was sitting down at a dinner table prior to the game with a lot of the other broadcasters. Dave Wills was across from him. I think Dave could sense his unease. And basically, you know, he told him, hey, you're going to do fantastic. If you get uncomfortable, feel like you're getting sick because it's not working. He says, tap on the glass next to us. and We'll, we'll come over and take care of things for you. <laughs> there, there's, there's a lot more to it than that. But the thing of it was he really made, you know, Oberman at ease there. You know, he, he felt like there was a, a comrade there, but also a professional who was above and beyond that. And time and time again, I'm hearing from like the, the guys on WDAE, you know, how important he was to them, how much he had, he was a giving person. He listened to people. I saw something from the Valley sports with, for the Rays and Trisha Whitaker. And she was kind of forthcoming. She said something like just the day before he had passed, he had given her a little support and advice. I think in a text, evidently something hadn't gone well with her. And basically he said, let's see what it was here. Got that on that document. Never mind. <laughs> I swear, I swear, Brandon, if it's, if it's like, I want to try to get something done with this, it just decides, you know, I'm not going to be there. So that'll be that. Anyway, uh, the thing was, you know, he's, he's done so much. I mean, for the organization, he's done so much for the fans and uh, let's go ahead and I'll read a couple of the tweets that were sent out from there and see. Neil Solon sent this out. Dave was the big brother I didn't have growing up, larger than life and a great friend. It's hard to believe yesterday we were all together in the booth. It doesn't seem real. We are stunned and heartbroken. All of our thoughts are with Liz, Michelle, and Alex. I believe that's Dave's family. Then Kevin Cash, he said something about, he got spoiled when he was talking with Dave. He says, you know, I think because he had so much fun with him. He said, Cash said, quote, we do our interview and it's literally seven minutes of interview and probably 15 to 20 minutes of cutting up, laughing or sharing frustrations together. <laughs> yeah, and I like that. So Cash had it. We, we ride the ups and downs of the season together. That's important. I mean, there's a camaraderie with the team as well. But, you know, it never stopped Dave from being analytical about what's going on with the game. You know, you sometimes you, you listen to an announcer and you feel like, oh, this is just a force feed from the front office. This is just all the little cotton candy and sweetness that you're ever going to get. But on occasion, I mean, if it, if it uh, was called for, Dave would be critical of a play, you know, whether it be from the, the bench, you know, the manager or one of the players out in the outfield saying, how did he get that? Or how did he miss that? You know, he, he didn't refrain from not putting that up there, out there. He was, he was on the mark. Yeah. That's to me, what made him so great was not only that he was fun, energetic in the booth and it seemed like a fan calling the game, but the way he called it, he wasn't, bias towards the race. Now, you, know, you could tell that he was happier when they would win, but like you're saying, 
he was wasn't afraid to call them out whether they did something wrong or if they did something right or if the other team was just doing something better than them. He just called it the way he saw it. Yeah, he did, and, and that was important. I think he and Andy both do that, and. I, I can't imagine what it must feel like for Andy. You know, if you figure for 18 years, in most of those years, there was 162 games. And they, they're they there side by side. And I want to say most years, excluding 2020. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but they were side by side. You know, these guys are doing their homework together. They're calling the game together. And like I said, they're even sharing who's doing play-by-play -play and color, you know, flip-flopping that. So you can't do that unless you've got such a strong bond with that other broadcaster. And obviously, you know, Andy had that with him. Uh, let's see. Here's, here's a tweet from Andy, too, all about this. He said, quote, yesterday was like every other day for the last 18 years. Sharing, laughs, baseball, fun. No way to know it was the last time. Sadness beyond words today. It always felt like we were actual brothers. We'll miss him forever. Love to him and his family. You know, that's, that's what the, the message he puts out there in social media. And I'm presuming a lot when I say this, but I, I feel like his pain must go much deeper, even than what he was willing to share. Yeah, because I mean, like you're saying, with all the time that they spent with each other, just over all the years, they probably spent more time with each other than they did with their own family in the grand scheme of things. And then now, all of a sudden, it's just gone. It's, it's got to be awful for them. I feel horrible for them and everybody involved. Well, and I was trying to get something up here from Trisha Whitaker earlier, and I've got it. I can read this now. See, she said, this was the last text that I have from Dave Wills. He was encouraging me after someone did something not so kind, as tends to happen in the business sometimes. He went out of his way to encourage me, and I'll never forget his words. Don't let them take that away from you. Wow. Don't, and, and then she shows the text, and the, he says, don't let them take that away from you. Keep doing what you're doing, and doing it great, and... Then she's redacted the rest. But I was happy that she shared enough to let us know, you know, he was somebody, doesn't say like he was a mentor, but but somebody who to support the other broadcasters as well. Yeah, I wish I could find, I saw it the other day. There was a picture of when they were in Houston. I believe it was for the playoffs a few years ago. And it was a picture of him, you know, I believe Neil was there and he was there. Uh, Trisha Whitaker, she was there, and they're all having dinner at the stadium with Todd Callis. And like, I thought that was just like such a cool picture <laughs> to see. And I wish I could find it. I could retweet it out for everyone. Yeah, if you, that was a great picture to see. If you trip across that, let me know, and I'll, I'd like to share it as well. Yeah, definitely. And of course, he was there in his, his bright Florida or Hawaiian style shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a trademark for him, wasn't it? I tell you. Yeah. Never saw about it. Yep. You know, we've had him here for 18 years, but before he came here, he was actually with the White Sox. He was their pregame and postgame show. They're, they're Neil Solons, if you will. <laughs> yeah. So he did that. He left there in uh, 2004 to come here. Who won the series in 2005? 
I believe that was the license. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, that had to hurt a little bit. I guess I, I, I shouldn't presume anything, but you know, I'm sure he didn't look back too much on that because, you know, it was a whole new step for his career. I, and going back to that survey, I was telling you back from 2020 and the athletic, here is some of the analysis they put together on Andy and Dave. It says, Freed and Wills enter their 15th season. So it's been four years calling race games earning praise from listeners for their chemistry and camaraderie. Quote, they paint a great picture of the game while giving an enthusiastic call, unquote, one reader wrote. Quote, it's a bit of an old school feel. They come off as very affable to the listener, unquote. You won't get many calls of homerism with them. <laughs> they're willing to be, yeah, and another quote, they're willing to be critical play on the field when necessary, unquote, kind of what you and I were saying there a moment ago. And it goes on to say, a uh, handful of readers opine that having a former player in the booth might add a little something extra to the broadcast. But one reader qualified that, quote, Andy and Dave are so informative. I don't know if they need to be, I don't know if they need it, Freed and Wills also do something I wish more broadcasters would do. I, I love the inside tidbits they give us about what they picked up in BP, banning practice, a reader wrote. And uh, in their market, the preference for following the Rays is by radio with Freed and Wills. I wish the radio feed went with TV. There's no need for TV broadcasters. Okay, well, <laughs> that may be a little too much, but I, I appreciate the fans' honesty there when – uh, through that survey, so it's it's there. What can you say? I mean, I wouldn't mind it sometime in the future. Whenever with Dwayne Stats, whenever he retired, make it a three man booth with Brian Anderson and have it a simulcast. I think that would be pretty good. I love that, brother. I think that would be fantastic. As much as we're going on about Dave Wills and what he meant to us when we listened to the games, it was it's not unusual. Even when I was a kid when you would go to a ball field and you would see somebody with a little transistor radio and a wire coming from it going into their ear a little where they could listen to the game. <laughs> and, and that's kind of the way, you know, I, I wanted to do the games too when I went to the shop and I, because those guys do such a great job of calling the game. It's, it's amazing. So uh, this, they said they're going to be missed, but they're not going to be missed for more than just being on the ball field. Well, I mean, Dave is Dave did a lot for this community. You know, obviously Andy will continue to be with them, but he did a lot with local charities. And I don't know that everybody realized that because usually most people who do something with charity don't wear it on their shirt, beating their chest. So, you know, a little research and some other people sharing some things. One of the organizations he worked with was Buddy Baseball. Have you heard of them? Yeah, I have just simply because a uh, little work I was doing with the Tampa Baseball Museum. This is from their site. Buddy Baseball is a non-competitive recreational league for boys and girls with special needs serving the Tampa Bay community. Here's the part I like. Each player is paired with a buddy to assist the player as needed on the field and in the dugout. The league fosters friendships and breaks down barriers. Not only do the players experience the thrill of participating in a sport, they also get the experience to team play and camaraderie. Buddy baseball is an opportunity like no other for children with special needs. Both girls and boys are encouraged to play and be buddies. And you can find out more at buddybaseball.org. But the idea 
of Dave working with a charity like that, you know, helping kids with special needs. And I like the whole idea of the buddy. They got a support person who's, who's there with the kid, to, you know, to help them as, as they're playing the game and to, to understand the game and, and help build that uh, team friendship amongst them. That, that seems like something that you would do, you know, just his attitude with everything. Like he's always seemed so happy and willing to help people. That, that doesn't surprise me that you do something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of fits with his character. Uh, another one he did was uh, an organization, HEP, Homeless Empowerment Program, which can be found at www.hepempowers.org. And this, is, again, is another charity that Dave worked with. Uh, looking at their basically their mission statement says how we help priding ourselves in providing the best care possible. We have vowed from the beginning to never give an HEP resident a bed. We wouldn't sleep in clothes. We wouldn't wear our food. We wouldn't eat this from everything you hear about Dave and the support he did with, whether it's other broadcasters or anybody else, the things he did with the community. I'd like to honor the man. I mean, I'm going to make some sort of contribution probably to both these organizations, maybe monetarily and also with some time. I, I like especially that Buddy Baseball. I think it's up there around, well, what is it? I think Temple Terrace area. So I'm going to reach out to them, maybe even have have them on the show sometime soon. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, I don't really have much more to share about Dave. I think there's a lot of people out there doing a more thorough job than us. And I'd recommend... If you go on iHeartRadio and looking for, I think it's the J and Z show on WDAE, they did a, a great show on, uh, on Monday. And they have excerpts of it, I think, in a three different parts. The beginning of each one of those hours, they, they really spend a lot of time talking about Dave. And they have some interviews with people who have more of a personal experience with him, too. So it's worth listening to. Yeah, DAE, they, they always do a really good job of remembering people during their shows. I remember after Steve Newman died, um, most of our listeners, they may not know who he was, but he was like one of the big, big names that founded sports radio around this area. Or when he passed away a few years ago, they did all their shows a great job of remembering him. And I didn't listen to any of the Dave Wills ones the other day, but I'm definitely going to go back and listen to them because I'm sure they did a great job in remembering him. Yeah, they, they did. And, you know, I know sometimes they get a little crazy on that, that station, but like you said, when they do something commemorative, I think they do a really good job. But so again, a great loss. I consider him while never having met him, a friend of the game and, and somebody, a friend who shared the game with me and countless others. So sadness and send our best thoughts and wishes to his family and everyone else who, who feels a tragic loss with Dave being gone now. Yeah, I couldn't say it better myself. It's, it's not going to be the same without him, but, you know, Andy and Neil, I'm sure they'll, they'll do a great job to do the best they can to carry on. I'm with you there. Both those gentlemen, not only are they great people, they're, they're fantastic professionals. You know, what I do want to do is when we go out now from the show, Brandon, I'd, I'd like to do it with that voice we always love to hear and the signature line of Dave Wills at the, at the end of any winning game, but this one in particular, we're going to share with you. And 
What happens when the Rays win? Swing and a fly ball left field and deep. Back out of this Heisey at the track. It's good! Rays win! Rays win! Rays win! Thank you for joining Brandon and I today here on Baseball Biz on Deck. As we reflect on Dave Wills, a man who's given so much to this community, both as a great broadcaster for the Tampa Bay Rays and as a man and friend to many. At the bottom of the show notes, you'll find information on the charities that he worked with. If so, if you wish to contribute your time, money, or anything else with them, they're there. Again, thanks again for joining us today. And remember, you can find us on BaseballBizOnDeck.com. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're everywhere. And we look forward to seeing you all again real soon. Special thanks to X-Take RUX for the music rocking forward.